the yeah. first thing that I did after I learned all this stuff, like I, I, I put together like uh, a guide, like start a business in one day, right? Yeah. Like when I realized that you could legitimately start a business in one day, blew my mind. Yes. And I was like, wow, you can do everything that you need to, to legitimately start a business in one day. And yeah. why does no one know how, that this exists, right? And it's a number of different types of businesses too that you could do yes. that. So that's something that I wish, you know, more people would know about. And that's something that we're trying to do. Hey, like get into this stuff if you're interested and try it out because that's the only way you're going to learn if you like it or don't like it. Hello, dreamers and action takers. Welcome to another episode of the Want Money, Got Money podcast. I'm your host, Sam Kamani, and my guest for this episode is Michael Mara. Now, Michael is a non-technical founder. He has recently launched his app called Antra, or it is joinantra.com. Even though it is a very new app, he's managed to get over 12,000 users registered. So in this episode, I want to dig in a bit more into how as a non-technical founder, he built this app and managed to get thousands and thousands of users so fast because for a lot of apps and a lot of startups, getting and acquiring users is quite challenging. So listen to this episode of the Want Money, Got Money podcast. So Michael, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. I've been waiting to talk with you and learn more about what you're working on these days, especially because it is so close to entrepreneurship, tech startups, founders, um, funding, and all those things. So for our audience, can you tell us a bit about what you're working on these days? Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Sam. This is awesome. And uh, yeah, so my my company is called Entra. Uh, I'm I'm the founder and CEO. We we started building out this uh, community for entrepreneurs uh, actually a, a few years ago, and it was originally called Millennial Entrepreneur Group, and it's transformed uh, obviously over the years to a different name and and everything and. Uh, we started it really just through events um, and, and just bringing like-minded people together. And that was one of the biggest struggles for me when I was starting out. I used to be a civil engineer, left my job, tried to get into all this entrepreneurship stuff, had no idea what I was doing, didn't know anyone. No one in my family was an entrepreneur. None of my friends were. So I was just kind of like left out there on the internet trying to figure out how the heck to start a business and get into startups and real estate and all this stuff. And and I just wanted to meet other like-minded people and other entrepreneurs and discuss ideas and ask questions and find mentors and all that. And, uh, you know, I started kind of building this group and then it just evolved and started doing events. And then when I really looked at the numbers and how many entrepreneurs there are now, not necessarily just startups and not necessarily just freelancers, but like every the whole ecosystem together there's so many hundreds of millions of, of entrepreneurs out there. And, you know, it, it's taken on a lot of different definitions over the last few years, but it, it's becoming more and more popular. And at the end of the day, what we're doing is building the, the platform for the future of work. And we believe things are shifting much more towards self-employment rather than the nine to five corporate professional lifestyle. Yep. Very, very true. So what does your platform do currently? How, how does it all work? 
Totally. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a free mobile and web app, right? Users can go on, they can create a profile, very similar to other social networks and, and other platforms that they, you know, they've probably signed up for in the past. Um, what What's unique is the fact that it's, it's an ecosystem and uh, environment that's geared for these specific types of people, right? Um, and a safe place for entrepreneurs to discuss really just business, right? This isn't, you know, we're, we're already, you know, we've already kicked users out for, you know, posting spam or, you know, talking about politics or other things like that. Yes. That's not what this is for, right? If you want to do that stuff, go to Twitter or Facebook or whatever else, yeah. right? So it it's, it's the atmosphere, number one, then allowing people just to do all the things that they need to. So ask questions, get support, have conversations with people, search and find who they're looking for with very simple filters, reach out to them, uh, be able to post jobs like co-founder positions, all of that for free, post events for free, all of this stuff, expand their network. Um, and then there's a ton of other stuff that we want to add too. But, um, you know, and then we do a bunch of virtual events uh, as well on top of that to help educate people bringing in, you know, really cool founders and VCs and angel investors. And then we also have this whole like deal section where, you know, we have 40, I think we have over 50 partners now, like Brex, G Suite, TopTal, Zendesk, Freshworks, all these companies offer, you know, deals on software and services from law firms to accounting firms, all sorts of stuff just to help people get started easier and faster. So, you know, those are just some of the things we're obviously going to be, you know, continuing to add more, more features and, and, and stuff as, as we expand. Yep. Makes sense. Um, how did you get started in your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, it was it was one of those things where I was at my uh, civil. I graduated college. I never. I was always interested in business, but never really like was an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then I was just working at my uh, you know engineering job, and it it was one of those things that after a few months, I was like, you know, just going through the motions, and I had no creativity, innovation. You know, yeah. I, I felt like I was just hitting this plateau and I wasn't living up to my full potential. Yes. And and that was a pretty eye-opening moment. And that's when it just got me thinking about what else can I do? What are my what what else am I interested in? And that yeah. led me into stocks and investing and then eventually real estate. And and that led me down to uh, you know, I le- ended up leaving my job and yes. ended up going down to Miami, starting a real estate company and a marketing agency. And then all you know, all of these things happen. <laughs> um over the last, you know, five years. And it's just been a lot of trial and error, a lot yep. of just experimenting and figuring out what I liked doing, like how I wanted to spend my time and, you know, what I really wanted to do um, and how to make an impact and all of that stuff. So it, you know, there was a ton of ups and downs along the way. And, you know, it was, it wasn't a straight line for sure. You know, I thought I yeah. wanted to do real estate and then I was like, that's not a really good fit. And, you know, so it kind of just led me down this thing. And it, at the end of the day, it came down to a problem that I really wanted to solve. That, that really was something that was you know, important to me. And then I saw it being very important to other people. And then as I started connecting people and helping other entrepreneurs, I was like, 
this is amazing and people need this and they want this. And, yes. you know, we can really make a, a lot of impact here and add a lot of value and help a lot of people. So that's, you know, the, you know, that, that was how everything kind of came, came to fold. Yeah. How long has Antra been live? So we, we transitioned, uh, rebranded everything, set Antra up as a separate entity uh, mm. at the beginning of 2019. And um, although we've been kind of doing the same thing for like basically the last three years. Uh, so we, we've been building the technology in the background as we scaled the event. So we were doing seven to 10 events across you know 12 different cities all of which now are obviously virtual yes. uh, since since COVID and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. But we're already going, you know, in the digital direction anyway with our app and everything. So, you know, the, the timing's been good for that. And we we started onboarding users really back in July and August. It's yeah. like when we started growing like our beta users and everything. And then we we publicly, you know, really just launched in the last uh, week. We just pretty much, um, you know, doubled our our numbers, and you know, we're we're well over, we're almost over six thousand users now. So we're we're growing very fast right now, and you know, we're we're really looking to continue expanding and scaling this. That's great. And did you guys raise any funding for this, or is it all bootstrapped? Yeah, so we we raised some angel uh, funding last year. Up to date, we've raised uh, a little over like 185k. Yeah, um, and we're actually going to be announcing our partnership with WeFunder here um, shortly, like this week, yes. and uh, we're going to be doing an equity crowdfunding campaign with them as well. So uh, a lot a lot of things uh, coming to fruition, but. We thought of it as a, a super win-win for us. Um, yeah. You know, it, equity crowdfunding and crowdfunding stuff like it doesn't make a lot of sense for, I would say, even the majority of businesses. But B two C consumer businesses, especially in our industry, being that the majority of people that are on WeFunder are similar audience, it, it made yeah. a ton of sense to do it. So. Um, and, and we're super glad to have them as one of our partners and, you know, people in our network can also get a discount on, on their campaigns as well. So it, it's, it's worked out incredibly well. Yeah. I'm just checking out VFunder. So is it a bit like, um, Kickstarter, but for. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's basically instead of, so there, there's Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and some of these yes. platforms that basically you kind of like prepay for the product. Right. Yeah. And, and you, you a sense put up money donate invest whatever and then they ship you product and you know other things yes. with platforms like wefunder start engine republic seed invest these are yes. equity crowdfunding platforms so instead of just buying the product you actually own equity in the company which if you look at all the wealthiest people in the world the reason they're wealthy is because they own equity, equity. in something yes. equity is everything so yeah. That's what's really cool about these platforms and it's changing the game for early stage investing and it's making it so that you don't have to be an accredited investor to invest in early stage startups, which yeah. is super fascinating. Um, so people can invest as little as, you know, a hundred bucks and they can own a piece of a tech company. Right. And, and yeah. you know, so there, there's definitely pros and cons of it, but it, it's, you know, I, I think it's going to work out in, in, incredibly well for us and it's going to allow us to 
do this rather than, you know, kind of doing another uh, pre-seed or, or, or seed round. Um, and we'll get way more exposure and, and way more users. Absolutely. Because I know so many founders who do crowdfunding, not only just for funding, but they do it for customer acquisition, promotion, 100%. PR, that's, all that that's stuff. half of it. Marketing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So it, it makes so much sense. Um, can you walk me through your journey of this acquiring 6,000 users? Because mm-hmm. for a lot of tech startup founders, when they are starting out, getting the early users, it is so crucial and so hard. Just like, you know, your first sure. check is going to be the hardest. Your first users, yeah. batch of users is going to be the hardest. Totally. So how did you acquire those first 6,000 users? Yeah, no no one wants to jump into an empty room, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so 100%. You know, what? how we did it was we built out, the, I mean, I've been building this for the last three years, really, through our social media, through our email list, through our events. So we've had over 20,000 people attend our events. We have, you know, this huge email list of people and and the people who know us and recognize our brand and all this stuff. It is difficult to convert people, you know, who from an email list to actually downloading an app or actually signing up for something and doing so. There there is a barrier there, right? But um, at the same time, if you're trying to just launch something and you have no email list, no social media following, nothing, you're going to have a way harder time getting any traction than if you did, you know, if you, if you had that, right. Cause you're yeah. going to have to spend money doing paid ads instead of just sending emails, which is yes. you know going to cost you a lot less. So I think 100%, if people are building an app, anything, and they're trying to get users, start building your following as you're building the product, right? Yeah. We did events because we we knew we could, because we're not an event company, although that's what people knew us as for the last few years, right? Yes. But we're, we were never an event company. We use that to grow our, grow our network, yes. make money, build out our partnerships and sponsorships as we were building the technology. So now it's like, we already have all of this done and we already have the network and, and now things are really ready to scale. So, um, you know, we, we, you know, I, I think it, it's an interesting approach when you, you, you can figure out a way to build the network before you launch something or, or at least build somewhat of a following. That's why a lot of companies are doing wait lists and stuff now. But it, it, it's difficult to even build that up sometimes. Unless, it is very, you know, so very There's a ton of different strategies. Um, you know, I, I, I 100% recommend people at least building some sort of following beforehand um, or do something. I think events are a great way. I think a podcast is a phenomenal way. Yes. I think jumping in and just launching small products on like product hunt, getting in and networking in Slack groups or Facebook groups or on Entra or other platforms and building some type of following up and putting out some type of content on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And, and then being able to be like, you know, roll out the real thing later on. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last two weeks, I have come across three platforms like, um, Antra. One is, um, this is viable. And then the other one is startup fuel and then Antra. And then I know a lot of founders, they are all super active on LinkedIn. Um, yep. 
you know, um, what is Andra's secret source or unique selling point or whatever you call it that For sure. in, in your view is going to make Andra um, stand out. And I'm sure there's like 10 totally. other platforms out there. Um, yeah, 100%. For, I mean, yeah, look, yeah. there's there there's definitely a, a ton of startup and entrepreneur communities, Slack yes. channels, Facebook groups, all Discord, of these private, all, all yeah. 100%. The problem is they're all private, local, or paid, right? Yes. Or, and they're not scalable, right? Because they're on a third-party platform. So those two things. And then a lot of them are only web-based as well. So because um, some people have apps, but they're only on the web. So Mm. No one really has a mo- good mobile app for entrepreneurs. Um, and, and when we look at this, you know, we're, we're pulling a lot of similar features and functionality from existing platforms like Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, yes. TikTok. And, and we're figuring out why are these successful on these platforms? How can we make it better? And how can we make mm. it more geared towards entrepreneurship than, than some of these other people? Um, so, you know, first and foremost, it's how can we bring down, um, how can we provide more value to entrepreneurs than any other company, uh, in the world, right? That that's, that's the yes. whole thing. Cause if we do that, we, we win. And right now it's very fragmented. So if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm all over like I'm using all these platforms and I know almost every other entrepreneur is as well. They're on LinkedIn, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok, they're on yes. Fiverr, Upwork, Angelus, Product Hunt, you know, they're in Slack groups. They're they're all over the place. Yes. But none of them are actually designed for entrepreneurs, right? None of them are a social network that's built for entrepreneurs. So that's, you know, the thing, right? And, you know, LinkedIn, they have such, uh, they have such an immense um, lead and like, not necessarily lead, but they're just so big. They've built up such a reputation. People have their whole resumes and experiences and everything on there. When you Google people, their LinkedIn profile shows up. It's one of the first things people send when they meet people at a networking event and all of this stuff. So we need to figure out all the ways online networking is happening and, yes. and, and trying to build an end-to-end solution for this, right? And, and I, 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 we did some, we actually put together kind of this like online networking flow diagram, which is like, how does online networking happen? Well, right now you either, you meet people on, you know, these, these social platforms, then you exchange or, or you meet them on, you find an event on Eventbrite or something like that. Then you go to a, a, a thing and you meet them on Zoom or, or uh, like Hangouts or whatever. Then you have to follow up with them on email and all these other things. So yes. what if there was just one platform that allowed you to find the people, message the people, connect with them? you know, communicate with them and follow up with an end to end, end to end, right? You didn't need to yeah. use three or four other platforms to do that. 
and and these are the types of things that we're thinking through and going to be these are the features that we're going to be adding within our platform so we're, you can start eliminating some of these other platforms from the process there's no reason yes. for you to go on eight different platforms every day when you're using each one of them for a very little specific thing yep that makes that makes sense um i have like few other questions like how do you uh, plan to monetize it mm-hmm. sure it's going to be very similar to where it, it, it's actually going to be i mean similar to most social platforms right with you know yes. uh, ads and sponsorships right but it's actually going to be more similar to linkedin right and and okay. we're we want to go more of the a subscription route right so we have Entra, which is the free you know, platform, and it gives you everything that you need. Then we have Entra Pro, which is you know twelve ninety nine a month or one nineteen yep. a year, super so affordable for almost anybody. What what right? do you get extra in that? In, in and, and that gets you free tickets to all of our events. That gets you access to all the deals and discounts with our partners, and then that's going to get you uh, access to the investor office hours. So like every month, you can jump on a a, a, a video call with an angel investor VC that we set up and ask them questions and going through stuff. We're putting together like an investor database as well. And then you're going to get other in-app features. So you'll be able to like post more jobs. You'll be able to send more, you know, uh, things and uh, attend more events and all sorts of different stuff that we're going to be adding um, as we grow. We're going to be packing so many things into Entre Pro to make it a no brainer for any entrepreneur to, you know, to be part of it. But, you know, there's, there's a number of different things that we want to do, especially as we get more into software and stuff um, that we're going to be grouping into this. So um, it's only going to continue to evolve, uh, but we want it to be like Amazon prime for, for entrepreneurs. We want it to be, you know, a no brainer, right. Just like, you know, so much value that people don't care. And there's everything that you need as an entrepreneur. Yeah, makes sense. You know what? While we have been talking, I have yeah. just made an account Fantastic. on Antra and I just made my first post. So I have to tell oh, you, it wonderful. is really, really easy to use. <laughs> Um, I did tag you as well. In I just post. got the notification. <laughs> awesome. So it works. It works. Boom. So so well done. Well done for for building and making something that, that is easy to use. Um, how long did it take you to build this? And how did you do it? Did you, did you outsource? Do you have your own team? How many employees do you have? Lots of questions. <laughs> great question. Yeah, great question. So we... We really started the development on this um, August-ish last year. So it's been really a, a little over a year in like development, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we were doing a lot of like UX, UI stuff, you know, front end stuff, you know, before then. So, you know, and I've been working on the app concept for pretty much two years now, right? Designs, nice. figuring out what platforms, because originally there's a lot of community-based platforms, Right. And, and like we talked about earlier, a lot of these startup communities and people, they have, you know, their, their platform, they have their, you know, group or whatever on mighty networks or circle or tribe or some of these other membership platforms. Um, What I realized was that that can only, you can only scale that so much, right? So 
to really become a billion dollar plus company, you need to own your own tech and you need to build it out yourself. And um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was instead of just launching a web app or mobile app and whatnot, we, we wanted to launch everything at the same time, right? So we have a full iOS, Android and web app cross platform, you know, everything, you know, working simultaneously. And that's pretty difficult to do. Um, you know what I mean? In in itself. So it it took us a little over a year. We've probably, you know, with, you know, our, our team and stuff, we, we've did a, we've done a combination of outsourcing it. Right. I've had like our, you know, part, my partners and people like managing the process. But I think, you know, there's not a chance that we would have been able to do what we've done if we would have used U.S. developers. It's just impossible uh, to do that unless unless you raise millions and millions of dollars, which is what all of the money that is being raised in the valley and these big places get spent on. Like it's actually ridiculous. And I I have no idea why they continue to do it because it makes no sense. Um, So we've been very strategic about, you know, all of that. We've been able to have, you know, we have a, a, a a pretty strong development team now. Um, you mean that is not, not really us like, uh, you know, Mexico, South America, India is is tricky just because time zone, different communication language barrier, that stuff. Um, you know what I mean? So it, 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 it's worked out really well, um, with what we have now. It's been very iterative working with a ton of different developers, freelancers, all sorts of stuff. So, um, it's been a heck of a process. And I think there's, there's a ton of value in, you know, outsourcing. There's a ton of value in having freelancers. It might take some time to find the right ones. Um, you know what I mean? Um, you can also hire agency, stuff like that. You know, one of my partners has his own agency. So we use that, you know, for a little bit, which is great. And, you know, that, that helps with the trust factor as well. And, yeah. you know, having someone who understands the code base, because as a non-technical founder, I had to learn and understand how everything worked, right? Yeah. I don't write code, but I understand how everything works together. Yeah. And um, if you don't do that and you're building a tech company, and you're non-technical, you can get taken advantage of really quickly because yeah. you can just be like, hey, build this and they'll build it, but it's going to be a mess, of code. So it's very, you have to pay attention to how it's being put together, um, that it's clean code, that it's scalable code, backend scalable, um, you know, and that new developers can come on and be able to jump right into, to the mix as well. Yeah. Makes sense. Very, very good advice. And I don't know if that was everything that you asked, but no, no, that's that's good. That's good. Well, I've got yeah. I've got another question, and that is like Great. what has been the most challenging part of building Antra? Yeah, it's oh man. <laughs> How much time do we have here? Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, with any business, right? It's it, it's funny because it's just the it's just being consistent and being patient yeah. as entrepreneurs you want things to happen so fast and you're so motivated and you're so determined and you're like so passionate and you're like putting all this work in and you're excited about it, but things aren't going to happen in a week. Like it it just, things are going to take the vast majority of the time, I should say they're going to take time. And that's been the hardest thing for me over the last five years is like, 
being patient, being consistent, continuing to just do one thing at least every single day to move towards what we're trying to accomplish. Right. And it's, it's very important to focus on an underlying mission or a, a chief aim, right. Which is why I have like right here, chief aim, largest network of entrepreneurs in the world. Everything that I do has to fit underneath of that umbrella, right? Yeah. Because I need to be helping entrepreneurs or connecting entrepreneurs. And it, it's very it, it's very broad, but it allows me to just like, at the end of the day, as long as I did something towards that, like I know I'm going in the right direction. So there's so many ups and downs with it mm-hmm. that, you know, the biggest thing is just, you know, continuing to put one foot in front of the other and, you know, keep at it. Yep. That is very, very good. (laughs) I think a lot of your success for your app has been the three years before that of building that community of 20,000 people, you know, Um, whether it is through email lists, physical events, all the other social stuff you guys have done. Um, What has been the most challenging part of that, of building that community before you start because it's not easy to build communities. For sure. There, and, and yeah, there's a number of different things. The, the first thing is you need to figure out, like, do people, is, is there even a, a need to build a community around this, right? Do people, is there enough people that even want to be connected around this topic or industry or whatever that might be, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're building like a health community or right, a tech community or a coding community or whatever. And and now there's communities for almost everything. So why does there need to be another entrepreneur community, right? Why does there need to be another this? And as you start unfolding those layers and you start actually, like you have to test and iterate stuff. So, you know, if you want to build a community for podcasters, well, you know, start a virtual event that's like podcasters networking, right? And see if anyone signs up for it, whatever. Or, you know what I mean? Start hitting up podcasters on, you know, Instagram and say, hey, I'm starting this community, want to join, right? Even just simple things like that, you know, it it, it goes along, goes a long way. And you have to just validate the, the sense of, it, do people even want a community around this? Um, then the biggest thing is keeping the value there, right? Like keeping the engagement up. Like we've had to do so much, so many things over, you know, because we're doing so many events, we had to change up like, okay, what types of events are people interested in now? What types of virtual events are people interested in now? What types of features do people want? Who are they trying to meet? Who are they trying to network with? What type of stuff will they pay for? What type of stuff will they won't pay for? So there's all of these factors and variables that are involved with it. And every community is different too. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, is there a need for a community around this topic? And then what is valuable to them and how can I keep producing that valuable thing on a regular basis and recurring so that they can, they'll keep coming back. Yeah. Makes sense. This is a community for entrepreneurs and founders. What was um, one assumption you had about founders like tech startup founders that 
you're quite sure about, but it came out to be not true? Um, or did it even happen to you? Mm. That's super interesting. I think one of the biggest things, especially with the tech founders and, and startup founders that I realized is the majority of people, when they start, they actually want the company to get acquired, right? They're, they're starting it to get acquired. And in that like philosophy didn't really, I, I didn't understand it when I first, like when people started telling me about this, because, you know, and, and, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like there, there's definitely a lot of benefits of starting companies to get them acquired, to get exits. And that that's mostly how startups make their money, right? That's and yes. investors make their money. But when I started Entra, my intention was not to sell. Like I strongly believe that we can build a massive company. And I think it's actually even harder to run the gauntlet of not getting bought, right? You're getting so many big offers right to sell that it's actually even harder to hold out and believe in yourself and you become a public company in a big company in yourself without selling out so that was a big eye-opening moment the other thing too with startups um in particular in tech companies is they put raising money much more on a pedestal than making money as well if you look at all the news and everything, it's like, oh, how much did you raise? How much did you do that? And it's like, who are your investors? It's like, okay, that's cool. But like, how much money are you making? How many users do you have? Yeah. Like, what's the real business? Is the real business even good? Or you just continue to raise money because you have a great network? So I think, um, you know, that's also the other side of it, which is, you know, some of these uh you know, and it's mostly just the valley because I look at we have entrepreneurs from over 115 countries on our on our app already, and so we have a wide range of people, and it's mostly people outside of the valley, right? But you know, yeah. we've interviewed a lot of people, we've had a lot of people speak at our events and stuff from the valley, and I, I know a lot of people out there too. But it, it's it's a totally different atmosphere outside because you know majority of entrepreneurs are trying to make money. They're trying to do their own thing and they really don't even want to raise capital. So it, it's super interesting how, um, you know, the tech and startups, especially in the Valley approach business versus the majority of other people, um, as far as like raising money versus making money and stuff. It, it's, it's super fascinating. So that, those are the two things that I would say, um, you know, I learned or, or that I didn't really understand at the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Makes, um, yeah, makes sense. There, there's a, there's a lot to it. I, I think in my view, I'll just give you sort of my point of view. I see yeah. that as if you are starting a service based company, then there is no need to raise money because right. you can be revenue positive from right. week one pretty much. But if you are building a product company, then yep. you need some funding because product is you might take even five, six, seven years to go revenue positive. It's just like um, most products take a long time. But right. once you do get the product market fit, then it's just better off pouring fuel onto fire kind of thing. So, so it depends. I think it depends on the case by case basis. And that's why Silicon Valley based companies with funding, building great products have been quite successful globally, even if you look at 
just lists around the world and yeah because they've got that initial um runway to try and test a lot of things um and funding makes it possible um without funding it's so hard to try and test and you know experiment and have that permission to fail um when you're bootstrapping and you're living on instant noodles and you've got a family and stuff and it's you you don't have a lot of leeway to fail (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm not against raising capital either. Uh, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where I see so many, and, and it's one of the reasons why Silicon Valley wins a lot of the time is what you were just yes. explaining, right? They have so much money, but I see also at the same time, so many companies that raise so much money and they just burn it on like work and in certain things that could be done in such a much more capital efficient manner absolutely um yes. that it just blows my mind and as someone from pittsburgh and you know you know yes. more of a you know it, it's it's just a different uh mindset so i i'm much more lean i want to raise capital i know we need to raise capital to do and accomplish what we want but i want to do it in a manner that we're smart about how we're doing it, that we're not over yes. fundraising, that we're being conservative and lean and making sure that we're growing in the correct way and Absolutely. aggressively and fast, but at the same time, not spending money on uh, the typical things that <laughs> that a lot of uh, you know startups and tech companies might. Absolutely, because, yeah, you have, I mean... You want to be more sustainable. Exactly. And that and and that's the biggest thing too. It's a great point. Sustainability is everything. Can yeah. you and that at the end of the day is what business is all about, right? How can you build a sustainable business for 30 plus years, 50 plus years, yeah. 100 plus years? Right? That is a that's a very big question that you know yeah. a lot of people don't ask themselves. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, you've been an entrepreneur nearly five years, four five years now. Um, if you could make a phone call back to the Michael of five years ago, what advice would you give him? For sure, I I one hundred percent would have, I one hundred percent would have stayed at my job longer, stacked yeah. cash, paid off all my debt, one hundred percent, and I would have worked at a startup first for like whatever, uh, even just six months, I would have researched all the startups that just raised, you know, at at least a series A or series B, whatever, a significant round of funding. I would have looked at what they're doing. I would have found a company that I was interested in that industry. I would have looked up their founders and made sure that that was someone that I wanted to work for and that they're doing really, really cool and innovative things. Yeah. And I would have hit them up aggressively. I would have picked whatever the top five, hit them up, hit them up, worked at that startup or whatever for six months, maybe a year, learned the in and outs of startups because it's a very different ball game, right? If you want to go down that direction, right? Yeah. And I would have done that. And then I would have, and then I would have started my own thing because that would have cut the learning curve in half. I would have been able to save money. I would have been able to finance my the new company myself after, yes. you know, and not have any debt. And it, you know, when you, when you have debt, it, it's, and that's why, you know, I, I have different opinions on college now, especially like 
in, in the U.S. It's 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 a very yes. critical issue with with the the student loan debt. Um, so there there's a number of different things, and and debt holds the debt, um, especially student debt now holds more people back of becoming entrepreneurs than anything. They yeah. can't start a business because they have to spend they have to pay all this you know, debt every month for their student loans. So they have to have a job because it's, yes. it's too risky for them not to. Then you add a mortgage and kids or anything else on top of that. And, and now you're, you're stuck in the debt trap forever yeah. and you can never be an entrepreneur. So, um, you know, that, that, that would be the biggest thing for sure. Um, and if I didn't want to get into startups, if, if someone's, you know, out there, they're mm-hmm. not trying to get into startups, they want to do like an online business or something. I would just start stuff. I would, you know, just keep creating set. I mean, you can literally set up websites and start uh, e-com or podcast and blog in a day, right? The first thing that I did after I learned all this stuff, like I I put together Mm -hmm. like uh, a guide, like start a business in one day, right? Like when I realized that you could legitimately start a business in one day, blew my mind. Yes. And I was like, wow, you can do everything that you need to, to legitimately start a business in one day. And yeah. why does no one know how, that this exists? Right. And it's a number of different types of businesses too, that you could do yes. that. So that's something that I wish, you know, more people would know about. And that's something that we're trying to do with Entra is like, Hey, like, get into this stuff if you're interested and try it out because that's the only way you're going to learn if you like it or don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And and I know, I know some people who have built, especially service business, you can find a yeah. team and build and start something within a day. If not, 100%. maybe a, maybe a week at the most, but totally. it should not and, take longer than that. And in services, businesses are the easiest to start. All you yes. need is a skill set. That's it. And then you can start getting clients and, and you know, Sometimes everything. Sometimes you just find the yeah. people with the skill set. Well, yeah, you don't even need You don't even <laughs> yeah. need the skill set. You, right. Yeah. You can hire, you can find people on Upwork yes. or Fiverr, yes. um, 100%. And, and yeah. that's the easiest thing. Some, like, personally, I'm not a huge fan of the services just because it's difficult sometimes to deal okay. with clients and people yeah. and all of that. It's at the same not time, scalable. Yeah. It's hard to scale it as well. Yeah. But at the same time, you can make a ton of money doing it and you can Absolutely. create a fantastic business. And it's the easiest way to get started with it. Yeah, it is. It is really, really yeah, easy. So look, I completely um, relate with that. Um, <clears throat> one last question is, if you had unlimited time, resource and money, what would you work mm. on or what would you build? Mm. Mm. Well, I, I, I would build Entra faster, number one, yes. but I know, I know that's the obvious answer. So one of the, the a lot of the stuff that I really want to do um, relates to like sustainability and, and, you know, and energy and all this other stuff that I want to get into down the line and, yes. um, you know, and, and, and back into real estate and stuff. So one of the big things that, you know, we're, you know, hopefully going to be doing later on with Entra and, and everything too, but there's going to be a massive opportunity to um, acquire uh, a lot of these universities that are going to be going bankrupt in the next five to 10 years with education going online and, and whatnot. And I think um, there's going to be an opportunity to set up more entrepreneurial 
universities and create this atmosphere where it's all kind of creators in the sense that everyone kind of works for themselves. We yes. have courses, we have classes, we have teachers, but they're all entrepreneurs or different topics. And we're really helping actually innovate and create a more sustainable and better world. Right. And, and yeah. just allowing people to, you know, th- there's so much, uh, there's so much creativity inside of everybody and it's, overshadowed by all this consumerism that that's happening where we're just inundated with sports and entertainment and Netflix and social media. And a lot of it's very negative stuff and video games and all this other stuff. And it's like, why can't we get back to our creative juices and stuff like this? So um, that's definitely part of it, creating sustainable campuses and cities where, I mean, there's no reason that, the, the technology is here for us to not necessarily be, you know, uh, consuming, consuming energy. I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. We can, uh, and this is a lot of the stuff that I, I went to school for and whatnot too. And I want to build a lot of things and solar cars and all sorts of, all, all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's all about, uh, the network of entrepreneurs because what I realized is if we have the largest network of all the problem solvers and most ambitious and motivated creative and innovative people we can literally solve all the world's problems yeah. <laughs> like and we can do almost anything together that that needs to be done to help better the world right so uh that is the underlying thing that i realized when i started all of this is like wow like if if we really get all these people together and we're all like really you know, trying to help better the world, we can do it in a better way than anybody else could ever do. Yep. No, that's great. So Michael, thank you so much for your time. I will link all the links to connect with you. So your LinkedIn, um, link to Antra, link to Antra's um, iOS app and Android app and all those things. Um, Do you have any ask for, uh, are you looking for anything? Are you looking for more users, team members, investors? Um, for sure. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're obviously always looking for, you know, entrepreneurs, investors, freelancers, aspiring entrepreneurs, college students that are trying to figure things out to join our network, right? And just jump yes. into a like-minded community. Um we're also always looking for, you know, speakers um, and, you know, people to get involved with our events. If people already have a company and they want to offer a deal and get more leads, like from the entrepreneurs and network, open to that too, 100%. And that, and we'd love to have you involved, you know, with some of our events and stuff. I got to get you on our Absolutely. podcast and everything too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, we're trying to help, you know, so if, if anyone, you know, is trying to figure out what to do or how to start a business or whatever else, just hit me up, right? And I'm more than happy to, you know, have a call or whatever. They can message me on the app. Like I'm always on there. I reply to everybody. So, you know, if there's any, yeah, I mean, we're, we're very open to everything. Um, so just, uh, yeah, just come, come join Entra and, uh, you know, let us know how we can be helpful. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, so much for your time. It was great talking with you. Appreciate it, Sam. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights 
that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.